0: everyone welcome to made to dream i'm your host maya chanel and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire encourage and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations today i have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with miss sana Kolihanen. i believe that is how i pronounce her name is that correct yeah that's fine okay. that's fine <laughs> perfect 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 you know i gotta get it right you know we gotta make sure that we're represented properly on here so yes she's an authenticity coach and I'm excited to hear so much more about her story there's so many great things in there just a cool tip she played professional volleyball guys so we're going to hear so many great things from her so how are you doing today Sana? I am doing great thank you how are you doing? I'm awesome I'm awesome so we want to open up the floor and let you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Okay great Uh, first of all thanks for having me And secondly,
1: yes, so my name is a little bit bit weird for Americans, that's because I am from Finland. And that's like, I moved to Denver a year and a half ago. And yes, Mm -hmm. I used to be a professional volleyball player. So I played for the um, Finnish national team. And then Mm -hmm. also like the professional club season happens in like other countries. So then I usually used or like um, lived eight months of the year somewhere like Germany or France or then Finland sometimes Mm -hmm. and that was a great journey like I absolutely loved playing volleyball because I always loved sports and I loved practicing Mm -hmm. but then 2018 December I was living my dream in France and um, got really bad really badly injured I got Mm -hmm. a bacterial infection on my ankle Mm -hmm. and so that ended my career like I was practicing five hours a day and being like, okay, heading towards the biggest competition of my life to European championships in the next summer. That has been like a two year trip with the, all the other athletes that we have had that squad
0: mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, just some like I just really got very unlucky and got that bacterial infection. And it took me five months before I could even like walk again and for surgeries. So that was a very surreal Life change that I had to go through. Wow. But yeah, so that's kind of like how I ended up quitting volleyball because that's often one of those questions like, why did you quit? Or like, because uh-huh. like, I'm 32 now and I could have still played. So that happened mm-hmm. when I was 30. Yeah, 30. And then I moved to Denver because I was like, okay, I need to get away from all of the volleyball, like the playing thing, because I was living Mm -hmm. in this like volleyball bubble. And I was like, I Uh need to get somewhere away from this. Mm -hmm. And um, then I found a spot in Denver. They um, offered me a volunteer assistant coach position at Mm -hmm. Colorado University of Boulder. So that was was it. I was just packed my bags and I was like, okay, I'm going and I'm still here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I coached for one year. And then at the same time, I started like having this little idea, like, okay, how much I could actually affect other people who are still in that, like athletes who are still in that sports and competitive world. And I saw Mm -hmm. it like for so many years, all the flaws also that they're like, it's it's an amazing environment, but there's Mm -hmm. also a lot to improve in there. And that's wow. what i started like playing a r- little bit around with this idea like what could i do and then um, during the time um, when i got injured i started mm-hmm. working from my bed basically to a mm-hmm. company called extended disc who does personality assessments mm-hmm. so then we created together a assessment for athletes mm-hmm. and for sports world so that's how i kind like got started like working again and getting back to my feet literally because the bacterial mm-hmm. infection was in my ankle Wow. And yeah, so then I just combined those two things like coaching and personality assessments, and just the whole world that I just loved to be in. And now I'm an entrepreneur in that
0: world. So love it. I love it. I love it. I love what you're doing. Like, I think that's really important because sometimes you have to step away just to like realize like the gaps that are missing in what you were doing. I think that's the way with business as well, because sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, like I'm not getting it. I'm not getting the success that I want. And it's just like, sometimes you have to kind of like look at the overall scope of it. Look at that blueprint of everything that's going on. Just take a step back, stop what you're doing just to realize, you know, where where you can help, where you can improve. So I think that is, you know, a great tip for everyone especially in the business industry.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's that was my thought like also when I was playing and I was like okay, I think we are still missing a big piece on like on the personality side. Mm-hmm. Like I like I was going through lots of research, lots of re- reading and like podcasts and that kind of like self-development stuff by myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I wanted to increase my self-awareness and self-knowledge because I knew that's going to make me a better player when I know myself mm-hmm. better. And I know how to motivate, for example, myself a little bit better. But then Mm -hmm. at the same time, I had this thought, like, this should be a lot easier. It should Mm -hmm. not be just, like, up to this one person. Like, at that case, it was just me, like, Mm -hmm. just going through, like, tons of information to learn. Like, there must be something else. And I'm sure, Mm -hmm. like, on the, like, the very, very elite level, like, Olympians and so on, they Mm -hmm. probably do have, like, their own sports psychologists with them. Right like all the time but then there's Mm -hmm. so many more athletes that are alone that cannot afford to have their own sports psychologists like Mm -hmm. all the time with them so then there must be something else that we can do and that's how we all kind of like start got got started Mm
0: -hmm. and I think that's it's so rare as well for someone not even just an athlete but someone on a personal level to just discover themselves to learn what it is that um are giving you certain triggers or are causing you to be unhappy or different things to help you discover yourself more. I feel like if everyone kind of takes that as a part of their life, it'll help out so much as far as like being on your journey and propelling yourself to where you want to be in the future. Um mm-hmm. mental health, you know, everyone's been talking about mental health a lot more these days and they don't realize that it's not like you have to be crazy or anything just to like take care of your mental health mental health is just like an emotional well-being if you're unhappy with something you need to take care of that that's you know yeah part of your mental health
1: and that is one of the big challenges in sports world because it is considered somehow like you're too sensitive or too Mm -hmm. weak if you need to go and talk to somebody about your problems because it is a competitive world and you don't want to be perceived as weak you do want to be the competitor who's going to like you know break through the walls if that's needed so Mm -hmm. then whenever you're saying like no i'm actually struggling with this it's often very very like hard for other people to do Mm -hmm. and that's one thing i think we need to be changing like Treating your right. mental health is the same thing that treating your physical health. Like if we yes. have knee pain, we go to the PT and we fix it. So if mm-hmm. we have like anxiety, for example, why would we not try to fix it? Why do we just wanna hide it and live with that? Because it mm-hmm. is gonna bring our performance down. And that's something that does absolutely need to change. And it's like changing slowly, but it's very slow. Mm-hmm. Because I think those attitudes are pretty deep in us. Like, okay, what we perceive as an athlete and what athletes mm-hmm. should be. But that's why I'm trying to do this work. Like, this needs to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, most definitely, I agree. And it's like, you know, you talked about it in the sports world, it that toughness is kind of like praise. And it's like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, they were able to play through an injury and get through this. And it's like everyone thinks that that is supposed to be okay. Like, no, you need to take care of your body and mm-hmm. being able to step up and say that, you know what, I'm hurting, I'm injured. I need to put some attention to this and stop playing and not be a superhero. That is yeah. another notion you know, that we need to take.
1: I know. And so I think it is exactly the superhero mentality. So we have that like image, like, okay, if we fight through this and this and this, then we're gonna be perceived as heroes. And mm-hmm. we want that. That's like the human nature. Like we do want to yeah. be appreciated and we do want to get that, like, su- like the feelings of success and good feedback and so on. But I think we should not be like emphasizing, like you can get that once you just like mm-hmm. struggle a long time and then somehow push through, like we mm-hmm. need to, like, I think still the performance, like if we are really thinking about like the optimal performance, mm-hmm. Why do we need to struggle to get there? You no know, like because, why our because society performance... tells
0: us <laughs> because yeah. society tells us that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to, you know, go through this dirty grind of achieving success when it really doesn't have to be like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also the hustle mentality is something mm-hmm. that like that's really so common and it's like I see it like in some environments it is a little bit flipping already which is good Mm -hmm. so that it's not only about the quantity but it needs to be about the quality and you need to be smart in your training and stuff that you actually Mm -hmm. do get like the most out of your body and what you're gonna do but at the same time getting the most out of your mind like we are Mm -hmm. just not taking care of the mind mindsets
0: as much at all so with as being an authenticity coach how do you help your clients or other sports athletes achieve um, a level of mental success or mental stability to be able to propel themselves within their career?
1: So we created a tool for like to increase the self-awareness and self-knowledge in athletes with mm-hmm. a company called Extended Disc, who is globally okay. also very... Um, mm-hmm popular company and also scientifically validated so that those were the two things that i really wanted to like they're important for me like it just doesn't Mm. it needs to be also scientific in order to be like trustworthy because these are the things that are sometimes considered as like little woo woo and Uh we need to change that (laughs) one too so i was like i we need a tool that is actually like people can trust so mm-hmm. we have a tool that is measuring the competencies that athletes have in sports and there mm-hmm. are no like good or bad results. It's more about, more about like how their personil- personality is affecting mm-hmm. their performance and mm-hmm. how they're currently using their personality traits to their mm-hmm. advantage or are, is it actually a little bit like hindering them mm-hmm. because they might be thinking like they should be something else that they're really not. So mm-hmm. they're using a lot of energy in like, faking or that sounds a little bad, but like trying to be something else that
0: they are not. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, there's, I think that's really important as well, because um, I talk about this a lot on my podcast, whereas we're, we're living in a world where a society wants everything to be standardized. We have standardized tests, um, standardized learning, and everyone is not the same. Everyone doesn't learn the same. And those tests prove that. You know, some people may learn better by writing something down. They may learn better by touching something. They may learn better by hearing something. Everyone is different in their own way. And that's where you get a lot of people to feel like, oh, I'm a failure. But in reality, it's just that you have to take a different approach than someone else in a certain situation just because everyone is not the same. We're not made all the same. Like we're all human beings, but we're not made all the same um, in a mental aspect, I, I would say.
1: Oh my God, I agree hundred percent. That's exactly it. And like, so for example, with this tool it's just like a starting point that we use with athletes and just trying to like emphasize the message that Mm -hmm. this is not gonna tell who of you were gonna be like on the top. It's just like, how do you gonna use your own personality traits and characteristics Mm -hmm. to benefit from those and not just trying to push down like who you actually really are deep inside and fighting against that like true nature that you have. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if you think about like all the elite athletes or who have been like made that journey to the top, there are certain things that do usually happen throughout their career, but they're very different personalities. They're very Mm -hmm. different paths. So it's just up to the individual, like to make their own path basically and not believe Mm -hmm. like, okay, there's only this one highway that everybody should just like cram into and that's gonna take you to the destination.
0: Right, Even like the practice aspect of it, where someone may only need to do these certain drills and they commit it to muscle memory within like what I say mm-hmm. like five hours, someone else may need to put in those 10,000 hours just to commit it to their muscle memory and taking those certain tests, tell you that about yourself. Like I know certain people where they cannot memorize something unless they write it down five or ten times. Me, I'm the type of person where I may not remember your name unless I say it five, three to five times. I have to say your name three to five times to remember it. So everyone is different as far as how they operate um, in their levels of success. So um, I think that's another way for the world um, as we are changing to put those things into perspective and to not necessarily, you know. Tell everyone that if you don't fit this level of standardization, then you're not going to be successful. It's finding out what works for you, um, what's best for you, and implementing those those characteristics.
1: Yeah, and we also hear so many like everybody has a, an opinion about like how we should be doing things. Yeah, that, that gets. <laughs> And that is getting so overwhelming. And especially like if you are in that like very competitive sports world Mm -hmm. where like your performance is basically everything. Mm -hmm. So then you do wanna like listen like the people who know what they're doing, but Mm -hmm. they still don't know what is the best one for you unless you really like try and feel aligned with whatever you're doing.
0: Right. I think good coaches and good trainers are able to tailor um, you know, let's say a drill or something to each person specifically, just finding out what works for this person, finding out how they process things. I think that's what makes a good coach and a trainer or a teacher, whoever is, you know, trying to convey something to someone and help them improve in their skills. I think just finding out what works for that person and being able to decipher between different personalities is like an ultimate key factor when it comes to coaching.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's one of the things that I was also writing about, like, in my blog lately, about, like, Mm -hmm. authentic leadership. So it's not only about the athletes to, like, know what they are standing for and so on, but they are being kind of, like, led by coaches and managers in the sports clubs and so on. Mm -hmm. And these people, like, if they don't know how to, like, lead authentically, it's going to be really hard for the athlete then to be able to, like, have that courage to express themselves in a right. way that would actually like get the best out of them but mm-hmm. if that's never supported if there if it's always said like you need to be this certain way to fit mm-hmm. into our team or this model or system or whatever it is mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's just gonna be really tricky so that's one of the other parts like yes i can i'm absolutely working probably the most with athletes but then mm-hmm. i do have coaches there as well and trying to like convey a little bit like okay you don't need to like treat every single athlete the same way if they have Mm -hmm. these little differences, which they obviously do have. But there are ways also like to treat your athletes a little bit differently so they would
0: feel more comfortable in expressing themselves. Right, most definitely. So I know that on our journeys to finding success, success, especially in entrepreneurship, um, building that blueprint for ourselves and being able to continuously move along our journey, what have been some of your biggest obstacles that you've had to face?
1: Uh, in my entrepreneurial journey
0: yes well if you want to share in your sports career journey as well what are some of the biggest obstacles you've had to encounter on your way to where you are now
1: definitely the like my biggest struggle was that injury that I got because Mm -hmm. it was such a big life transformation Mm -hmm. so then I would say like what all the thoughts that came to my mind during that time, like, okay, mm-hmm. if this is, if this is going to be like, who am I? Like, even though I had right. done a lot of self-awareness work, or lots of like mm-hmm. personality and self-knowledge and so on, it was still one of those things like, okay, well, who I really am and what should I mm-hmm. do without volleyball?
0: Right.
1: And if you think about like that in the entrepreneurial like journey that I have had now, it's a little bit the same always like am i really good enough for this
0: mm-hmm.
1: like but wow. then i do have that knowing like i can absolutely learn like i have always the capability to learn mm-hmm. and once i now also found like during that darker period when i found mm-hmm. that like peaceful moments also in mm-hmm. that um in mm-hmm. that slump that i was in now i can also have that like strength like okay i went through that Now Mm -hmm. I will be able to figure out stuff also in this business world that I am in, even though that's not my like most comfortable world. Mm -hmm. And I do need to put myself out out there kind of Mm -hmm. the same way. So it is about like being kind of like vulnerable. And -hmm. at the same time, you don't want to be copying anybody else. Like you should be just yourself or otherwise you're not going to be attracting the clients that Mm -hmm. truly need you and connect with you.
0: Most definitely. And I love how unique your story is because it shows you that just because one part of your journey or your life experiences may be closed off, it doesn't mean that that's totally the end. Like one person may be saying, Oh my gosh, like volleyball is out of my life forever. Whereas you found another way to live your life through volleyball and help others mm-hmm. within their journey. So I think that's the way that we have to look at different things in life. I talk about it all the time as well, where it's like if you go to college, and get a certain degree you don't always have to go the conventional route of let's say Mm -hmm. pre-med being a doctor or a nurse you can do something else you just have to be creative and like you said authentic in your way of pursuing a certain career or something that gives you joy and just find something that is unique to you that you love to do yeah absolutely agree so much So if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? Good one. Um, I want to
1: emphasize the message that everything that they need in order to succeed in their life is already within themselves. Mm -hmm. It's just about really diving a little bit deeper to understand it. we are also Mm -hmm. so much more than our bodies and just we have that fire and the elements that we need to use like not to use but like the elements that we want to use in order to feel good and get better Mm -hmm. and succeed in whatever it is in life we already have all that skill sets in
0: ourselves right Most definitely. I agree. So before we close, out, I, I do want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know if they want to reach you for services, if they want to contact you or just to follow your journey. How can they do that?
1: Well, I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me there on my name, Sana Goljonen, And then my website is kind of like under construction, but that's definitely the second place where I would love to have people come to visit and mm-hmm. read the blogs and just like, I don't know, come to hang out with me there.
0: Love it, love it, love it. So that information will be in the description as always. And we enjoyed having you on here, Sana. It was such a pleasure. We thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Shna, and we'll see you next time.